Hey, you're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast. This Prime Culture is for the dreamers, the schemers, and the believers. We're here to introduce a whole new generation to the abundant life. We're here for the prime of our lives. Welcome to the Prime Culture Podcast, everyone. It's It's your your host. I knew you were going to say it. It's your host. I knew you were going to say it. Uh, Felipe Trejo and Pastor Cruz Ramirez. Man, it's just me, man. Cruz, holla at your boy. Cruz. Nah, put some respect on my name. His grace. Pastor. I have a friend that I just found out he's a bishop. And I think he listens to the podcast, right? Because he he comes from like a denomination where they like just do titles for the- He's like, you didn't call me right. Bro, I text him now. I'm like, bro- you shouldn't have told me you're a bishop. I'm gonna always, <laughs> always. say always bishop. Yeah, bishop. I can't. Honestly, I can't help to call you Pastor Cruz every time I address you in front of people. But anyway, welcome to the podcast. Everyone. We're gonna talk about honor in a couple of weeks. Oh, we are. Yep. So I think honestly, I think that's a big deal. But we won't get into that. But um, yeah, hit it. You're the host. Well, welcome to the podcast, everybody. Prime Culture Podcast. I love it. Um, we're excited to talk about passion today. We are talking <laughs> about passion. Hey, yo. Speaking of passion, bro. Speaking of passion, um, episode six, dude, the podcast is bussing. Yeah, go ahead. Share with people the the engagement we've been having. Okay. So look, we count because it matters, right? And so you got to- Small beginnings. Small beginnings. Dude, 100%. So this is like, I think this is a good little practical, you know, nugget, little tidbit to share with the people, but like you got to inspect what you expect. Right, you can't just assume. Assumption is the worst form of knowledge, right? And so, like, um, whether you know this or not, like, to produce the podcast takes a lot of work, Mm -hmm. right? It takes a lot of man hours, a lot of manpower. It takes a team of about five or six people to make the um, the podcast happen. Shout out the entire team. Shout out team. Right. So as, as leaders, right. Part of our job is to make sure, Hey, is the return on investment worth it? Is this, you know? Um, and so I've been, I've, I've been working with the, um, the developer who helps us with our stream and all that. And I've just, I asked him recently for some of our, some of our metrics. And so like, um, in the last 28 days, we'll talk about YouTube. Cause I don't remember the, the yeah, yeah. Apple podcast or the Spotify metrics off the top of my head, but like YouTube we've, um, grown by almost a hundred subs in the last like month, month and a half, um, which is awesome. Hey, hit him with some horns one time. <laughs> I love that we can do that now, man. Um, and uh, we've, we've this in the last 28 days, we've had um, almost uh, like 1800 views. Let's go. And almost 400 watch hours. Like people, like our, our content has been watched for almost 400 hours, which is crazy, dude. Like yeah, that's you know, huge so for God. us. That's praise, huge for us. Praise God. But here's why it matters because we're really passionate, not for the numbers. We're passionate for the impact. Yeah, right. 100%. And so. It means the world to us, you guys, as you're watching, as you're listening, whatever platform you're engaging with, um, it means the world to us that this is resonating with you. Um, and more and more you see like our young adults sharing, which is a big deal, bro. Big deal. Because if we're, okay, we're going to talk about people who are passionate about something, young adults are passionate about their platform. Well, yeah, the the personal their, brand. Their personal brand. brand. Listen, man, I need you to understand. I have five hundred and eighty six followers. Okay, loyal. And so I need to make sure my grid is on point, son. One hundred percent. No, it matters. And so, anyway, dude. Thank like, you for sharing. One hundred percent for dude. putting us on your radar. One hundred percent. 
sharing that story, telling your friend. Yeah, I think I think um, if 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 I'm if I'm thinking about it right now, um, whenever whenever someone shares the content, they're taking a stand, mm, right? Great. And yeah. that's a big deal, right? Because one of the things that we're working on um, with with our content, with the Prime Culture content, is to be more killer and less filler, yeah. right? Because there's a lot of content out there and, there and there's great content and then there's just content that's just fluffy, man. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I think we do a good, I think we're doing a good job of just kind of getting to the point. We're calling out truth. We're, con- we're confronting, um, we're confronting mythologies and we're, confront- yeah, yeah. we're confronting fallacies and Static untruths world. and all of that, right? 100%. Um, and so I think that it's, it's such a, not I think, I keep saying I think, but like for, for us, as we're looking at it, it's such a big deal when one of our young adults, someone who rocks with Prime Culture, whether you're in El Paso, and there's also dozens and dozens of people who rock with us that are not from El Paso. So yeah. thank you guys for doing that. Um, but man, it's so dope to see like, man, this content is is inspiring people to be like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a stand. I'm gonna share this yeah. on my on my stories or whatever. Um, and um, I think you know you're you're becoming digital missionaries. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. And so that's part of our heart, man. Like something we're believing for that the Lord just um, continues to open doors for this content to impact our, you know, the young adult young adult generation as yeah. we keep moving forward. So it's a big deal, man. So we're, we're super excited. We are absolutely we're building. Building. Um, speaking of building, you're listening to this on a Friday, uh, March 24th, which means in one week we have our culture night. So that's going to be awesome. Speaking of building, um, plug and, it, dude. 100% shameless plug, dude. Like, like we we give our lives to this, right? So we who's in the, who's in the room right now? Me, Felipe, Andrew Fung is in the room. One of our man, one of our main a one from day one guys, yeah. Frank Bachman is in the room, man. And so, um, like we, we are so passionate about this. Like we get to see hundreds of young adults come and in experience and encounter the presence of Jesus encounter the presence of Jesus through worship, yeah. encounter the presence of Jesus through other people, prime people, my people, prime people, and encounter Jesus through his word. And so we're really excited about this culture night. Um, I think we take a moment, right? Because we talk, we take a moment to to talk about some of the little things we're tweaking yeah, yeah. and some of the expectation, you know, with, with oh, the yeah, culture yeah, yeah. night. I think this is a good time to it's talk about time, it, right? Because yeah, yeah. uh, we're, again, we're talking about passion, okay? So like, in case you're wondering like, okay, where's the conversation going? Well, look, the last several episodes, the last five episodes, we've talked about culture code for us, right? Culture points, culture values. That's yeah, yeah. the big idea. And so we've covered that we we value integrity. We value the word of God. We value authentic community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so today we're talking about that we value passion, right? And so I think that passion is misunderstood, misrepresented a lot, right? Like a lot of times it's like, dude, like the loudest guy in the room is the most passionate guy in the room. Mm-hmm. When that's not the case, whatsoever. Um, and so like, if we can just drill down on just how me, Felipe, Andrew, or some, our, our Diana, some of our core team has really just been saying, Hey, what do we, what are, what do we really love at a culture night? What are we really believing for? Right. What are we passionate about at a culture night? We've arrived at a couple of like just big things, right? Obviously it's the word it's worship encounter learning how to worship and experiencing true worship worship with understanding 100 yeah, yeah. and then it's authentic community and so yesterday um at the time of the recording this is a tuesday we, we always record on tuesdays um so on a monday we had a team meeting we actually spent a couple of hours saying hey 
How do we make the main thing the main thing at a culture night? And so if you're listening and you come to culture night, I think we want to help you set some expectation management, right? Because in yeah. the past, we've been like trying to figure out our identity, right? Would you yeah, say yeah. that? Yeah, I would, I would say, and it's taken us a while. We, we're three years old, three and a mm-hmm. About three and a half. Three and a half. We'll be four in August. And and we're finding, we're finding who, we're finding out who we are. We're finding out what we value. And then we're making sure that we don't compromise on the things that make us who we are. Yeah. So I think one of them, I'm just going to go right straight into it is, <laughs> um, you know, for a long time, I think we've been trying to fit in this kind of like short, like condensed service or kind of like um, community gathering. And it, it feels a little too small for who we are and what we believe the Lord is doing at every culture night. So we're giving ourselves a little bit of permission to say, hey, this is who we are. This is who we are. Yeah. We, we, we're not your condensed, very quick, get to the point service in terms of like, Content, 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 let's get you out the door. No, our, our heart is to for you to encounter Jesus in worship, for you to hear his word, and for you to experience authentic community in, in the actual gathering. So if you leave without a friend, for us, it's not, it's, that's not a win. The, yeah. we, don't count, we don't call it a win, the fact that you showed up to church and you just counted it. No, you, you, you must have had experience. The Lord in, in worship must have learned something about him, must have known him better. And then hopefully you leave with a boyfriend and girlfriend in a few months. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm with it, man. I but think- time, I would say time is yes. one of the biggest things that we, that we talked about last uh, yesterday. And I think it's one of the things that we're, we're stepping into a little bit. Yeah. I think, um, you know, I always get asked this like, man, like we all, it feels like we, we, we try to rush through things at a culture night. Right. Um, and so look, if, if you've been to culture night, you know, like, man, culture night is going to be like hour and a half, an hour 45 but it never feels that long, right? And so what we're going to do is like you'll, you know, if if you're a, if you're a culture night veteran, right? And you've been to more than 3 or 4, um, you know, something that you that you'll see is different and why does this matter and why is this relevant right now? Because when you're passionate about something, you you strive to make it better, mm-hmm. right? When you're passionate about something, when you're passionate about something, you think about it, you're very intentional with it, you're really careful with it, right? Um and so as you're listening to us talk about even just how we're going about Culture Night um, and thinking about Culture Night and processing and planning for Culture Nights, um, I hope you hear and see the value of passion. We're really passionate about you guys, all of us collectively together, um, having life-changing mm. encounter, Yeah. right? Um, and so what we've done is we've streamlined the service so to make room for the things that really matter, right? So this coming Culture Night on the 31st, you'll experience an extended worship set. It's going to be like, dude, are we having a worship night? Nope. (laughs) You know, but it is an extended worship set. Um, the word, you know, and it's going to be like, I say this all the time, right. But our heart is like, we're going to be all killer, no filler, you know? And so, um, what does that mean for us? That means that if we're passionate about the movement, not just the culture night, but if we're passionate about the movement that we stay in tune with all the, all the different outlets and channels of how to stay informed. Right. So I'm going to a circle and I stay informed. I stay connected with my, with my community. Um, I rock with it, with the social and social media and digital platforms. Right. So Instagram, YouTube, so that I stay on top of like, Hey, what's going on with the culture? Because if we're going to have take five minutes of something, I'd rather for us to have more, five more minutes to worship together than five minutes to do announcements. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's what passion does. Passion says, Hey, we're not going to do the things that I think that we are, that is status quo or yeah, that yeah. are just, Oh, generic, or we always do this. We're going to say, no, I'm going to, I'm going to analyze. I'm going to assess what really matters to me. I'm passionate about X, Y, Z. And what you, what you'll discover about passionate people is that passionate people are highly in, intentional 
people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And, and and just to kind of bounce what you were saying, because this made me think about this, our heart would be that culture net would be something that you're extremely passionate about. That in obviously what takes place in a culture, a culture net, not just a gathering, but um, that you'd be so passionate about it that you'd be informed, well-informed, that you'll look for the information that you need to get yourself to the room, to get yourself to the right place. Um, we we want to use all of the time we have together for it to be for the main thing. So follow us on social, like a little quick sidebar. 100%. Follow us on social, stay up to date. Um, pre and post service, you're going to see some of that stuff maybe in lobby and environment. Um, but in the main service, you're going to see, you're going to see a lot more Focus, focus, and passion, one hundred percent. And we're playing with the language, so this may not be the official language for it, but something that we're, you're going to hear us talk about, especially when it comes to culture night, is going to be, hey, get here early, mm. arrive early, stay hang, late, stay late, hang out late, man. We're going to have great food on on at our next culture night, great coffee. So get here early, stay late, and get involved. Get involved. You know, I love like it. that's passion right there. One hundred percent. I'm coming early. I'm staying late, and I'm getting involved. Like yeah. you know, like and that's that's how you know. And you won't do that for anything you're not passionate about. Say that again. 100%. Dude, okay, okay. Here we I'll go. Here we go. As soon I as I this. can. I love it. I love it. I'll do the minimum, the least amount I can, and I'll try to get myself not involved so that I don't have Dude, to do 100%. it all over again. I would say that that is the symptom of apathy. Mm. And, and disengagement, and I just don't care. Yeah. That Those are the symptoms. I, I, I'm late. I do the least I can, and, 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 and I leave as soon as I can. That's yeah. brilliant. Dude, I love that. We, dude, like, I love how we just like kind of like fell into that because that wasn't on purpose, right? <laughs> but like, dude, passion yeah. can be summed up in that: get there early, stay late, and get involved, right? Oh, that's um, beautiful. And so we and want, that's how it looks like in a gathering. But of course, passion goes into multiple things. But well, passion, passion hits everything in your yeah. life, right? Ecclesiastes chapter ten says this: like anything that your hand finds to do, anything, anything that your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Mm. You know, some translations would say do it with all of your heart or all of your passion, right? And so the drill down with that is not do it with all of your emotion, right? Because I think a lot of times in, in my experience, dude, is when I've when I've when I was younger and my passion was immature, um, passion was very emotional. Oh, so yeah. I called emotions high emotions, I would call them passion. And so what I would do in in my emotional immaturity I, in my in my underdeveloped passion, I would overpromise and underdeliver. Does that make sense? Like yes. I would like yes. I was that guy, bro. Even dude, like real talk, right? Like even into my marriage, like because I would you know even as a young married couple, um, I was the I was the guy. Now, if you know me, you know that I can talk myself into anything and out of anything, and like <laughs> and like if I'm especially if I'm in in, in an emotional moment. I can gas you up. And yeah, it's yeah. like, no, nah, dude, Cruz said, dude, Cruz said, Cruz said, we're like, we, Elon Musk is coming in. We're going to SpaceX to the moon, bro. Cruz said, right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, and I had to learn real quick that passion has more to do with doing what I said and meaning what I said and saying what I meant mm-hmm. more than it was gassing people up. Right. Yeah. Cause I have a wife who's different than me. Right. So Diana, if you know, if you watch us closely, I'm the emotional one. And Diana's just even killed her, bro. She's just like like I'm a I'm I'm char grilled and she's yeah, yeah. like a crock pot. <laughs> I'm like fast here. She's a slow cooking, bro, one hundred percent. Right. So like Diana would challenge me on it, right? Cause I would like I would try to show her how passionate I was about her and our marriage and the life we were building. And I would just promise, 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 promise uh-huh. and under deliver. And then I would try to bring like my intentions 
and be like, I know, but I've tried. And she's like, it doesn't matter what you tried. Yeah. It's what you said, yeah. you know? And so I think, I think if we're connecting it to some of our other values, you can see how the values start to really inter, interconnect, right? Like my passion is seen by not my loudness or my emotional responses. Which is a part of it. But it's well, not absolutely. it. Absolutely. Dude, 100%. I'm not saying like be a, a like be you emotionless. You need to be a brick every time. <laughs> be a brick that says yes and does what he said yes to. No. Just monotone. I'm very excited to be here. This is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Best day ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing cartwheels inside. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no, man. Like, no, dude, have your emotion, have your personality, right? But let your passion be mature mm. in it. Let it be more than what you feel. Let it be in more than what you say. Let it be in what you do, Yeah. right? Because that's what the scripture says. The scripture says everything that your hand finds to do, yeah, yeah. right? Do that with all of your passion, right? And, and that makes me think of like passion is, is almost like intertwined, connected to, to commitment. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Because like maybe you're like you're a loud person like like I would say P Cruz. <laughs> I'm I'm a little wow. bit in the middle. <laughs> but either way, what I'm trying to say, my point is, um, you maybe you don't think you're emotionally like a passionate person. You might think you're not emotionally um, very expressive or whatever. But it has very little to do with that because. It, to me, I whenever I make a commitment to something, whenever I say yes to something, um, me showing up for that same thing, me being consistent with it, Absolutely. me me being somebody who's in there for the long run, is it shows my passion more than because you talked about right now. I'm monotone. I'm here. It's a great honor to be here. Can I tell you, if you go to a place because you made a commitment? And maybe you're not feeling it. You're still a passionate person. Say that again, bro. You're That's still good. a passionate person. That's maybe good. you feel like, let's talk about the gym, right? We've been working out together for a little bit. Like Cruz yesterday texted me. He was like, miss you today. And I said, I'm about to walk in. Right? <laughs> no days off. No days off. But I, I, do, I wasn't absolutely feeling it. But you knew, you knew there, he's passionate about this. He's passionate about where he wants to go, et cetera. So let me tell you, passion is, yes, your enthusiasm, your energy. Yes, it has to do with your passion. Absolutely. But your decision-making, what you end up doing with that time you have available in the day, whatever you prioritize in your life, it actually communicates passion more than just an emotional moment in a very big, loud place, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think, I think if, if, if it helps us understand it a little bit, um, I think emotion and enthusiasm and excitement can fuel mm, passion. Great. It should fuel passion, just like intentionality will and decision making and like choice yeah. fuels passion. You, you, like, I love that you brought that up, right? Because we're passionate about like, okay, so I'm a man of a certain age, right? Like, you know, <laughs> um, I'm like dad at prime culture, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, but like at the beginning of the year, I, I, I was like, man, like I need to make some decisions about, about my health. Mm. Right. And so like my pursuit right now of exercise and diet and all of that has nothing to do with vanity. It has everything to do with, I want to hold my grandkids. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to serve this prime culture for the rest of my life. And I want to be around shout out Louis Giglio. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like one of the greatest, one of the greatest young adult movements on the planet right now it's in the passion, in the body of Christ is actually called passion. Right. And Lou, I love that. like Lou, Louis, pastor Louis, who has been to our church, um, but Louis is, is like 67 leading. He don't look 67. Oh, he looks amazing. Yeah. Right. But he's 67 years old leading 
this young adult movement, right? Um, why? Because he has a passion for young adults, right? No pun intended. I'm not trying to be corny. Um, but anyway, so like the decision making I'm making right now, like, bro, like I, who feels like going to the gym? Like if you're part of that 1%, man, praise God for you. I'm happy for your ministry. Thank God for the grace God gave you. Yeah, the rest yeah. of us hate it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I want to go smash a number two right now at Whataburger with double cheese and double bacon. Yes, you know please. what I'm saying? But I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm about to eat like my macros, right? Why? Because I'm passionate about the, the objectives, the goals, I and the intentionality it. of my life, right? And so passion, I think it, it can be fueled by enthusiasm and excitement, right? But it must outlive emotions. That's it right there. It it's must sustained. mature. It's sustained by, yeah. say, wait, say that again. It, it must mature. Yes. It and must it, outlive, it, outlive emotions. It has to outlive the emotional yeah. response, right? Like, so like an emotional response, we say this all the time at, at Prime. It's actually part of our, our cultural language, but we say hard over hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We say hard over hype all the time, right? Why do we say that? Do we not like hype? No, we love hype, bro. Like we're trying to throw a party. You know what I'm saying? Like we want people to come in and be like, bro, this is church. What? And then they walk away and their mascara is jacked up and their, their, yes. eye, their eyelashes are hanging off, right? They're like, man, they ruined my eyelashes, yeah. right? And their weave fell out, right? And it's just like, bro, this was church. You know what I'm saying? Right? Um, because we love the hype. We love the loud. We love to celebrate. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? But what we want more than the hype, more than the emotional highs, we want the decision in the heart. Yeah. Right? And so um, part of that, you know, a lot of that, when I think about heart over hype is I like, like, so like my personality when I'm in front of a church, when I'm preaching, whatever is, I'm very extroverted. I'm, I'm loud. Um, and it's just, whatever. Right. Um, and so I would hear it all the time. I still kind of do once in a while at the church, but I would hear him like, man, you cruise. You're like the church's hype man. You're like the hype man. You're like the hype man. And like, if you grew up in hip hop, right? Like I did, the hype man's the guy that all he does is make noise, but he doesn't spit fire. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? And I was like, nah, I spit hot fire. <laughs> right? Like I spit hot fire. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Who are your favorite rapper? Does, does anyone know that reference? You guys don't get that. Man, it's a Dave Chappelle show. I'm too old for this show right now. Anyway, I spit hot fire, right? There's a part of me was just like, man, I'm not the, I'm not the yeah, hype yeah, man, yeah. bro. Right? But the more I thought about it, it was like, oh, okay. Well, because they're connecting the loudness with the hype, man. And I think it bothered me. Here's why. Now I've embraced it now. It's it whatever. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. embraced it. But like back then it bothered me it was because it was like, no man, like my heart's in this. That's why I'm loud. That's why I go hard with the announcements. Cause I believe in the marriage class or I believe in the Holy spirit class. And that's why I'm like, man, I want the church. You have to go to the class. Right. Why? Because my heart's in it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and so, and so I think that in, in, in all of this, we should allow passion to carry an expression of both mm. our hype and our heart. Yeah. Right. However, make in, no mistake. However, make no mistake in it's the, con, in the continuum and in the hierarchy of priority, heart over hype every time. Yeah. Every the, time. For, for example, let's talk about it in the context of marriage, like older marriages, people have been married for a longer periods of time. You don't see that, that that thing that you would see with a newlywed, right? It doesn't mean that that marriage, there's no joy in it. They're, they're just, they're more grounded in yes. their values, their principles. Yes. They think they've chosen what they're about, what they're not about. 
And there, does that make sense? It's it's much more of a mature thing. And that doesn't mean that there's no joy, but they probably have joy at the right times. Yeah. They probably have times of connection at the right times. Um, you know, when you're like first newly, where you want to be holding hands all the time and you want to be alone all the time. <laughs> all the sense? time, all the time. <laughs> and that's a sign Come of- Come on, somebody. That's a sign of early passion. Does that make yeah, sense? Like, bro, sure. you're in love. You just, you just got married. Enjoy that. But again, that will not sustain you. Absolutely, bro. It will bro. not sustain you. I love that you brought up the, the context of marriage. So it's really, really, pre- really, really practical, right? Um, yes, 19 years in, okay? 19 years in, my passion for my wife is seen. I get Oof, home and I, I told I get home at the time I told her I was going to get home. Come on. Do you understand? Like, and we're talking to young adults here. Here we go. Do you understand? Like, that's that's like foreplay. For real, that's Spice. like, that, that's, bro, that's like foreplay, 100%. boom, chaka, waka, waka, boom, chica, pow. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so random, right? Whatever, right? Hey, zaddy. What, you know what I'm saying? Before, <laughs> one, oh my gosh. <laughs> one million percent, Someone right? Someone put up, <laughs> when he said that. <laughs> but, 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 yes. When, when before, before, yes. When before, yes. it was, oh, he brought me flowers. Yes. Oh, he got me chocolate. There's yes. no, n- yes. respectfully, if you get your, your girlfriend chocolates, good for you, that's awesome. Awesome. Yes. That's a great place to be. But again, when as you go down the journey, your passion is going to be seen in like, but did you pick up a dish? 100%. But did you help me do this? But did you think of me? But does that make sense? Did you pack the girl's lunch? Yes. One, 100%. Dude, 100%, 100%, bro. I literally just thinking about this. Like last night, I came home. Like I had a crazy day. I came home like at 730. And uh, my beautiful wife had just come from the gym. We were trying this new schedule. She gets home. She's cooking. And the first thing that goes through my head is like, I need, even though I'm tired, even though I'm exhausted, even though I had a full day, um, I'm going to be right there with her cleaning, cleaning the, everything afterwards so that she can go to bed on time, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I did not feel like it at all. Like at Ever. all. And it took me, I'm not going to lie. It took like a few, it took a few attempts. You know, I got up, I picked something up and then I went back and, uh, you know, there was, a, there was a Mexico baseball game, but you know, either did way. We, hey, wait, did we beat Japan? No, we didn't. Dang. We didn't. Shout out to Pelly. You're I still know, crying, bro. Pelly. Love you. <laughs> Shout out to Pelly. Still crying. But all that to say is that it, I just love the fact that I get to ma- mature from my emotions into my commitments. That's great. And oh to my say, gosh. Like, that's, I can still have emotions in my commitments, but if I just have emotion and no commitment, do I have passion? That's a good word, bro. 100%. Oh my gosh. So I think um, if, if we're going to unpack some of just just practical dispositions or decisions. I think that's it right there. Can you there. break down passion the way that you've, because you broke down passion for me. I think I was sharing something with my team like a few years ago and you broke down passion. You talked about preparation. You talked about energy. Can you, can you 100%. eliminate us? Like, I, like, so. Elimination. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Illuminate. Is that the min? That's a minion. That's a minion. Dead life. That dead yo, life, though. <laughs> yo. Okay. Sorry. Go. Go. That's the minions. You know, you're a dad. You're a dad. You know. Oh my gosh. All right. So years ago, which I'm, I'm like, I'm a storyteller, so I have to tell the story, right? And I just have to. There has to be the moral there. Like, you want people around you who pull the best out of you. Mm. If you don't have the best getting pulled out of you on a regular basis, you need to be in a different environment. And if people around you do not see you as a well of mm. knowledge, as a well of encouragement, if people around you can't see your anointing and your gifting, you've got to be in a new, you got, you need a new circle, yeah. right? Cause the right people will activate the real you, 
right? And the wrong people will activate Deactivate. the wrong cue. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. And so one of the things that I love about my relationship with Felipe is that Felipe activates something in me that's very unique whenever we talk, right? Um, and so he came and he asked me, he said, hey man, I'm, 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 I think it was a team night or yeah, something, team right? Night, yeah, yeah. For, for worship and production and creative. And he was like, man, I'm talking about passion. What do you think? And I just, you know, I was just like, man, I think, you know, passion is often miscommunicated as just loudness. Like, you know, you don't have to be loud to be passionate. Um, and we if just, you're just loud, you're annoying. <laughs> wow. Just but, 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 look, 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 let's, let's take it to a biblical context, right? Because this is what Paul talks about, right? Like, like just hype with no heart is annoying. First mm-hmm. Corinthians 13. If I speak with all the language oh, of heaven, yeah. but I don't have love, I'm like a clanging symbol. Have you ever been around a kid who has a symbol and he's like, bang, 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 or that you're like that little monkey right there. Ching, 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 ching. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, bros, stop. The noise is annoying. Right. And so I, I don't want to be, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that girl. Right. Who's just noisy. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um, so we arrived at these thoughts and it just has stuck with me, bro. Just give like, us like, give us the, yeah, the I'll give you the points. rundown. I'll give you the rundown. Um, so passion is not seen in the volume. Passion is seen in my preparation. Passion is seen in my energy. Passion is seen as my, in my sense of urgency. Right. Passion is seen in my authenticity and believability. And passion is seen in my bias for action, which we'll talk for, about bias for action one of our values. Uh, as one of our values, right? But like, I'm always, when I'm passionate about something, and it doesn't even have to be passionate about a project. If I'm passionate about being a difference maker, then like, it doesn't matter what project is happening. If I'm a difference maker, then I'm gonna make a difference any environment I'm in. And you guys hear me say this all the time. I know you do, I know Andrew does, like all the time. And I got this from Bishop T.D. Jakes, which I'm like, this is why I like to quote the scripture and I like to quote the speaker because we're about honor. We're gonna Mm. talk about honor also, right? But to me, that's one of the greatest honors to be able to quote, here's where I heard it from. This is not my, it doesn't come to me by myself, right? But I use it all the time. I heard Bishop Jakes say this one time, if who you are or what you do requires a perfect environment or a very specific environment, if your gift or your talent requires a specific environment to work, you're not who you think you are. Because mm. if it's really you, it'll work and show up no matter what environment you're in. It's going to show up every single time because it's you. What do we get when we get you, right? So um, for for me, it's been like, okay, look, like if I have, if I have a passion for, man, <clears throat> I'm a change agent, I'm a disruptor, right? Like, you know, as, <laughs> I, as, as I've come across more self-awareness, like I've really come to terms with that. Like, man, like I disrupt, like that's, I'm, I'm, I feel like that's what I bring to the table is disruption, Yeah, 100%. you know? And so um, <clears throat> in that, it's not like, oh, I don't care about what we're talking about right now. Or it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is boring. Like to me, it's like, no, dude, like if I've, if I'm in a conversation and I see an opportunity to, to disrupt in the best way, right? To like innovate, like, cause that's what innovation is. Yeah, yeah. Innovation is a disruption of status quo, right? And to be able to say, oh wait, hold on. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like it wasn't, it's not my project. I'm not gonna get credit for it, but it's who I am because mm-hmm. I'm passionate about yeah. that aspect, that trait of my personality, that trait of my gift set. Likewise with you, right? So I think that <clears throat> passion is something that shows up every time, every time and everywhere you go. Right. If yeah. you're in the room, if you're a passionate if you're, person, if, you're, come if, out. if you have a self-awareness about certain things and you become passionate about those things, 
about those things about you. You become, you know, you become passionate about those things, then those things show up and they come out every time we get you, right? So what, tell us again. So you said preparation. So it's, prep, so it's preparation, energy. Mm. Uh, and by the way, energy is not loudness. No. You need, you need energy to move something. Dude, you know what energy can be summed up as? Ethic. Oof. The right energy. And I'm not just talking about work ethic. I'm talking about ethics, period. Because we all bring an energy to something, right? Something that I'm really passionate about is integrity. Mm. Right? Like Integrity dude, moves dude, things. Dude, integrity will move things, man. Right? I believe this, that we, and anything that you're a part of, we move at the speed of relationship. Mm. Right? And so if we're going to move things, it cannot be a real relationship without integrity. Yeah, it cannot be a real relationship with the, without authenticity. It can't, right? So we all bring an energy to the table. What kind of energy are you passionate about? What? Who are you? What yeah, do you yeah, carry? Yeah. Like, how do you like? And you, you've heard me. You guys hear me say this all the time, right? Like, I don't want to be. I'm not. A, I'm not a thermometer, man. Like, I'm not. You're not a thermometer. You guys are not thermometers. You're change agents. You're thermostats, right? So we don't. We're we're not defined by the feeling in the room. Nah, dude. We carry our own weather. Like yeah. we're gonna get our Olaf on, bro. I got my own little snow flurry. Let's go. You know what I'm saying like I bring Second it. Movie I bring, that we quote. Let's <laughs> yes, go. sir. Right? Like I bring it with me, bro. No, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, dude, like I'm passionate about that. I'm yeah. passionate about who I know God created me to be. Right. And so that yeah. energy now begins to just fuel my authenticity. Oh, it begins it. to it fuel. Yes, man. It, it, fueling it, everything. It, it fuels my believability. Right. Because like, I think, I think this is a big deal to, to our young adults, right? Especially this generation, um, <clears throat> which is why we made integrity. One of our values, like y'all have a, a great BS meter. Oof. And, the that, whole and, world, and, by the and way. I'm not talking believing and speaking, no. <laughs> right? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> mad corny, mad corny. I know whatever you like it. Hashtag BS. Right. And so like believing and speaking, shout out Charles Neiman, <clears throat> second Corinthians chapter four, yeah. verse 13. Anyway. Right. But, but y'all, but y'all have a real BS meter, right? This is why cancel culture is so amplified. Like for real, it's an oversensitive, it's an oversensitivity to BS. And now everyone, and now, now, everything every, is, now everything is like, Oh, I hate that. I hate. Why? Cause it's, it's an, it's an unfettered passion mm. for a specific truth. And it's also, we're not going to talk about it today. Do, your, do yourself a favor. Go listen to two truths and a lie from yeah, yeah. last February, last March in 2022. It'll bless your life. Right. But it's also an unfettered truth or a truth that is like completely relative. That's where cancel culture came from. However, I think cancel culture was born in a sincere place. Mm. Right, which was no, we don't believe that. The pursuit for the truth. The, right, that's yeah. hypocrisy. Right. Yeah, yeah. If I change who I am, in in if my if my values change, if my personalities change, if I'm if 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 I'm different people in different places, it's disingenuous for sure. Mm -hmm. It's inauthentic, and it's hypocritical at worst. Yeah. Right. So that's why we made we made integrity one of our values. However, my point is this: that <clears throat> we want authenticity. Right. So the energy that I bring. Right, like, man, I really care about being authentic. I really, be, I really care about being fully seen and fully known. I'm passionate about that. So, what does yeah. that look like? Am I loud? Like, this is who I am. No, I just show up every Sometimes time. Sometimes the loudest person is the least believable person. One hundred percent. And to me, believability is something that changed my just the way that I that I think about authenticity. When you when you shared it, it's like you can measure your believability. Did you know that? Like, let's talk about the culture that we want to see. We want to see a culture who is believable. There's no strangers. Mm -hmm. 
like slogan that we have for it to be believable, not just a hype thing. Yeah. This thing that we have about the authentic, the, uh, the authority of the word of God for that to be believable. Right. When, when people look at my life, do, do I look? I'm glad you took it there. Go do, there. Do people go there. believe that the word of God is uh, like the final authority? I want to go there. I want to go there. In my relationships, <laughs> do people believe that I have authenticity? It's like all of our values feed into each other. Yep. But to me, I mean, what I, what I was just saying is like believability is such an incredible thing. And it has, again, nothing to do with feelings. It has nothing to do with feelings. It has everything to do with my systematic pattern of decision making. Right? I love, I love that you took it to the authority of the word of God and believability. Here's the issue with, with, with contemporary Christianity and why there is a resistance. You understand this. You understand that people have not become atheists. Mm. They haven't. They've left systems of religion and, or, and, and institutions of faith, but they still believe in something. And they've left an institution of faith. Why? Not because of the believability of God, but because of the believability of that institution yeah, or 100%. that community, right? Gandhi said it this way. He said, man, I love your Jesus, but I'm afraid of your Christians. What, what is that thing that, that saying that says like, there's no more painful praise than the praise of Christians or something like that? There's something like that. And it's, wow. it's, very, it's very difficult to digest. But all that to say, believability, in, in my opinion, is uh, one of the best I don't want. I don't know if it's a skill, but yeah, it is. You you become. It's a capacity. It's you, a capacity. You, you, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can build like believability is a is an aptitude. It's a okay. Look, basic grammar. Believe ability, <laughs> right? So you can you can develop the ability you, to be believable. Yeah. Right now, how do you do that? You do that with consistency. Mm-hmm. Again, here comes passion. With your passion, here comes passion. I'm passionate about my believability. You want to know what believability over a long term is called? It's called character and integrity. Drop it. Right. The mic. Okay. So here we go. Right. So like I'm passionate about it. So what am I going to try to do? I'm going to try to align my life. I'm going to try to align my attitudes, my decision-making with the thing I say I believe in. Right. Okay. And so then I start just living that pattern. Yeah, yeah. Right. The problem, the problem is this, is that a lot of us don't feel like, like I agree with the word of God. So I'm like, I don't see anything wrong with living with my boyfriend. Mm. I don't see anything wrong with getting high on the weekends. Like I'm not beating you up. Okay. I'm not. No, no, but no. part of my job as, as, as we, as we help pastor this prime culture is part of my job is to shepherd you though. Yeah. Right. And like, I've, I've got to be able to say, man, look, there's a cliff over there. You're about to fall off of it. I love you enough to just come on, come back this way. Right. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> look, a, a, a world that is that is stepping further and further away from Jesus is not, they're not stepping away from faith. Dude, like, like how desperate is this world, bro? Right. And like, we, we, we got to point it towards the gospel every time we talk. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cause every Jesus time. is the main thing. Right. But like, how desperate is this world to believe in something that we believe in burning sage and rocks? Like for that's where we're at now. Yeah. Like we believe in rocks. We believe in crystals, bro. The universe? Like, are you, like, look, even, like, the universe, okay, maybe, <clears throat> right? But, it's, dude, like, it's a rock. <laughs> what do you guys say like that? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's a rock. 100%, 100%. Do you know what I'm saying? You're looking at the stars. Right? But that's, but, but that's the state of hunger that this world is in to believe in something, 
right? And what has happened in the Western context of Christianity is we don't believe it ourselves and we're Christian atheists. So we line up with the morality of Christ, but not the discipleship with Mm, Christ. Come on. Right. And so here's, here's, here's where it goes, right? Like I'm just, I, I live and I, and I go through the patterns of this quote unquote morality, but I'm not fully submitted or surrendered to Jesus. And I pick and choose a la carte what I submit to, I'm not fully surrendered. And what that happens is it creates patterns of my life of inconsistencies. And I end up just as secular as my secular friends, right? I end up just as high as my drug, my, my friends that use drugs. Yeah. I end up in the same situations as my friends who are choosing death and not life. Yeah. Right. And so then it becomes like, and when I go to share Jesus, they're like, for what? Yeah. You can't be <laughs> believable if you're, if you only align with half the truth. Bro, it, bro. It's, it's a like, full truth. it's like, why, why? Like, okay, you got your rock, Jesus. I got my rock over here. I got my crystals. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? It's, it's crazy, right? Yeah. So you see how important the proper passion is, yeah. right? I want my life to be read of men. You know, that's what Paul says in the book of mm-hmm. Corinthians, right? That he says, look, you don't need a letter of recommendation from the apostles anymore. Because back in the day, like if you were going from one community of faith to the other, the, the, the apostle credit. the apostle or the pastor of that community would write a letter for you and to, like vouching for who you are. You would take that letter and you would go and you give it to the new community. They'd be like, okay, cool. You're a real one. Come on in. Paul said, look, you don't need those letters anymore. Your life is an epistle that people read. Come on. Like, right? The believability of your commitments and the believability of your conviction and the believability of how you follow Jesus is seen in the pattern and the results of your life. 100%. Right? So what would happen? What would happen? Oh my God, dude. Like what would happen if hundreds and hundreds of young adults in El Paso suddenly started putting energy behind, man, I want to be a believable Christian. Oof. I want my life to be a believable testimony. Jeez. And we stop waiting for the feeling. Look, you're not ever going to feel like not having sex. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like uh, uh, but inappropriate. That's normal, by the way. Right? Like you're not, you're not ever going to, you're not ever going to have the feeling of like, I, of man, I just want to fit in. Yeah. Man, I or just want, I just want to turn, I just want to turn up. Right? You're, that, those feelings aren't ever coming, which is why the scripture says that we take the desires of our flesh we and we nail them to the cross of Jesus. They must die. They have to die. Yeah. Right? And so like passion literally comes to this. Here we go. You ready? This is why it's called the passion of the Christ. I knew we were going to get there at some point. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like we're, we're coming up on Easter week, yeah, right? 100. And from Palm Sunday to Easter and Resurrection Sunday, we saw the Lord's it's passion. called the passion Right? Why? Because Christ came and he was prepared to die. Oh, here we go. I'm ready. <laughs> let's you know, talk, for, let's we, talk about we, it. We're literally talking about this with our creative team. We're working on Easter and we were talking about, um, we're dissecting kind of like how the, the Passion Week was. For example, like most people maybe will not know this, like Jesus um, after Gethsemane, um, his first trial, he had three trials. His first trial was at one thirty in the morning. Yep. From one thirty in the morning all the way to 3 p.m. the next day, Jesus was, it was the worst of the worst that was happening to him at that moment. And it, it's crazy. It's crazy to think about it. He, he had the, the, the supper and then he went to Gethsemane. He asked the Lord. Take right? it away. Take it away. I don't want to do it. But at the end, your will, passion. That's, that's right there, bro. That's what fuels passion. God, I don't want to do it. He was sweating blood, but he said, dude, I, I look, listen, I don't want to just, I look, this is awesome. Okay. Um, because we had no intention of going into this, but the Holy spirit just brought yeah, us yeah. to this. Right. I love it. I love it. Um, we can't just glaze over it. Like you think, like you think you're under pressure, <laughs> dude, like your master, the example, dude, like, look, 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 you're not running this race alone. 
and that, that's that's where I want to take a moment to just encourage all of us who are, who are in this race, myself included, man. Like, dude, just yeah, because I'm a professional Christian doesn't mean like I don't have the pressure, dude. Like, I don't have the pressure of just like God. That's man, you're asking a lot, bro. Like, God, like that's a real dream for me, God. Like, why are you asking me to put it on the shelf? Like, mm. like that's a real ambition for me. Why are you asking me to live in blah blah blah, whatever, right? Um, and I think I think we're we're we we miss right again. We miss knowing that we have a big brother mm. because Jesus is big brother. He, the scripture says in Romans eight, that he's the firstborn of many brothers and sisters, right? And that we have a big brother who's walked this path. This is why the book of Hebrews says, now let us run this race that is set before us with patient endurance, looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who has already run and finished the race and who for the glory and the joy that was set before him endured the shame of the cross, right? Joy set before him. Right, so look, Jesus knows the pressure you're under. Whatever pressure that is, man, if that's social pressure, if that's sexual pressure, if that's substance pressure, if mm. that's anxiety, mental health pressure, Christ knows the pressure. His passion began with pressure. So much pressure, not just emotionally and spiritually, but it, it, it manifested physically. I love this whole rant came off of, he sweated blood. <clears throat> He's crying to the father. This is hard, man. Like, take, let this cup pass from yeah. me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. But as he's praying that, he's crying with such intensity that blood is coming out of his tear ducts, right? He's crying and feeling such intense emotion. Like we've all been there where it's just like, you can't see Breaking me. Breaking point. Yeah, you can't see my face on Spotify or Apple, right? But like go to YouTube. It's just like, right? Like you're just to the point where his, his blood vessels burst and it, comes, and, and it comes out of his pores like sweat right? He knows the pressure, right? But yet he's able to say, but not my will, your, your will. will. And that's where his passion begins. Believability. Right? You my know? goodness. Right. And so I think, I think there's so much to learn from the master, man. There's so much to learn from the master, so much to learn, you know, and we can go down the path of, of, of his trial with the Sanhedrin and then his trial with Pontius Pilate and then, you know, his scourging, all of that, Peter you know, deny everybody. Yeah, man, he, he knows. Right. But look, passion again is not about a feeling of elation and euphoria. Um, passion is not the butterflies you feel in your stomach on your first date. Um, passion is not, you know, the, the thrill of a new job, right? It's included in that. Absolutely. But passion is seen when you're able to line up your decision-making with a greater purpose for your life. Yeah, yeah. Right? He, he believed. So let's talk about it. Let's just break it down practically. Using the example of Christ. I've never done it this way. When yeah, I teach, yeah. pa- when I've te- teach this version of passion, I've never taught it this way. So oh, this wow. is cool. Um, so look, preparation. Hold on. I'm looking at, I'm looking at our, our director. Andrew, what's our timestamp right now? We're at 42 minutes. Oh, dude, we're killing it right now. I was like, we always hashtag, go over anytime hashtag, it's you and me. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag modest. We need Diana in here. <laughs> okay, watch. So we said preparate, uh, passion is seen in our preparation, our energy, authenticity, believability, our urgency, and our bias, bias for, for action. action. Okay, cool. So let's let's break down preparation. Oof. Okay. My goodness, which I wish we, we talked about because preparation feeds into everything. everything. You can talk about Jesus' life. He prepared for 30 years for three years of ministry. Yes. Preparation you, is everything. Or you can talk about the, the deity and the eternity of Jesus. Oh, yeah. And Jesus, 
according to the book of John and the book of Revelation, is the Lamb of God who was slain before the foundation of the world. So before there was even a need for Mm. redemption and remission of sin, there was a preparation just in case. Yeah. Right? I get asked this all the time, right? Like, Pastor Cruz, if God knew, if God knew we were gonna sin, why? Why did he make us in the first place if he knew we were gonna sin? Right? And I say, well, look, dude, like, (laughs) dude, just the way there was a possibility for rejection, there was a possibility for acceptance. Mm -hmm. And you cannot have real love without the presence of choice. Real love that does not include reciprocity Real love that does not include the opportunity to choose or the opportunity to reject is not love at all. There's right? no option. Absolutely. There's got to be so an option. When, so when, when the trifecta was in heaven, when the Trinity was in heaven planning creation, the father in his wisdom said, listen, I have to make them with a choice, the ability to choose. Yeah. Holy Spirit, one day you're going to go down and you're going to influence all of the decision-making to help them choose me. You're going to guide them to truth. Yeah. Um, but hey, Jesus. Just be ready. There's, there, there, it, it could happen. It could happen where they choose to not be in relationship with us and they're going to need a way back. I'm gonna, we're going to need you to take one for the team. Yeah. They were prepared for it. I'm reading, I'm reading this book called Anonymous. Forgot the name of the author, but the author argues that um that the desert the wilderness that Jesus was exposed to most of us think like man that's where Jesus was tested so that he could be prepared to go into all of the ministry that he was going to do yes but also that testing time proved the preparation of 30 years 100% 100% the preparation of 30 years is what made Jesus overcome the wilderness and the absolutely. temptation with Satan, right? Absolutely. All the, the the times he was in the temple, all the times that he was, I mean, staying in church too far too long, <laughs> etc. Yep. Um, we I think we underestimate the preparation that our savior, the master, had to actually walk his ministry time here right. on earth. Right. And it, it's vital to the whole story. Right. And I think I think that's a that's a good good place to just add the takeaway. You've got to be prepared. Right, like, and you've heard you've heard the cliche, right? If you if you fail to plan, then plan to fail, yeah. right? James Clear said it this way, and I'm bringing it like super practical. Like, by the way, thank you for reminding me about that book. I mean, you you told me about it a couple of weeks ago, yeah, yeah. And I said I was going to buy it, and then I forgot to buy it. Thanks for bringing it up again. Um, anyway, um, James Clear in his book Atomic Habits. If you've if you're a young adult, if you're a leader, if you're a young professional, if you feel like you have you you have forward mobility, upward mobility, and momentum for your life, you need to read Atomic Habits. It's a game changer. It'll change your life. Um, anyway, he says this: We don't rise to the level of our opportunity. We fall our potential. To, we fall to the degree of our preparation. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't like like you know. That's why they say champions aren't made in the ring. Champions are made in the gym. You know, like imposters, posers are are exposed in the ring. And that's what'll happen. The opportunity will expose you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will expose either your preparation or your lack thereof. Yeah. So maybe you feel like you're in an opportunity to maybe be believable. And maybe you feel like you're in an opportunity to like maybe share your faith and you feel unprepared. And it's not the issue that you're not the right person for the job or you're not in the the wrong place at the wrong time. No, it, it might just be that you were just not prepared for that moment. Yeah. And 
And I think sometimes it's that practical. You yeah, know? no, and, and you learn from it, right? You learn from and it. And you stay passionate. Man, I want to be someone who can really share Jesus. I want to be someone who can really talk about the scriptures. Dude, I remember when I, when I first started pursuing ministry, man, I was 25, 24, 25, and I'd sit around these men of God who had been doing it for decades, right? Yeah. And I remember sitting at Village Inn with them, like, and they're just talking about the word, talking about the word. I'm just like, dude, I don't know any of this. What the heck? And I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I have no idea. What? What are y'all talking about? And I made a commitment, dude. Like I made a commitment every time I would leave Sunday night Bible study at Village Inn and I would just go read everything they were talking about, like the books. And I would just read and like in the books of the Bible and I would just read and I would read and I would read. And I just, I, I had this commitment in me. I'm passionate in this. This is why I tend to be a little bit of a know-it-all, right? Yeah. I always have something to say. We have a crazy word also be, to share. <laughs> because like I made, a, I made this commitment 20 years ago, bro. Like I'm never, I, I want to do my best to not know. Yeah, mm. I want to do my best to not know, and I'm always going to be ready. I don't ever. I'm, I'm passionate about that. I don't yeah. ever want to not be ready. Like when I when I go visit friends of mine who have like a conference, or if I'm just like in town, and I'm ready. just going to stay hang at your church. Even I'm not invited to speak or anything. I'm just there. Just, I, like like on my trip, I I say, man, just in case mm-hmm. if if they ask me, hey Cruz, we need you to preach today. I what would you preach? And I I have it. I have it. I have one in the chamber. You know what I'm saying? And nine times out of 10, I never get asked to do anything, but there's been those moments where like one or two and they're just like, bro. And I'm like, dude, I just, you know, I don't it's know. A, it's a crazy story. You mentioned that because I took a trip with Pastor Jared like in 2019. We went to overseas to oh, Europe. Yeah. That was awesome. And something told me that I probably should just take my in-ear monitors, the headphones that you see us wear when we lead worship. And I was like, this is crazy. I don't know why I'm I doing love it. this. I love and, it. And I actually got to lead worship in two, two Killzone churches in Europe. Which ones? I got to lead in um, Sweden in um stockholm and i got to lead in uh what's that place with all the boats um amsterdam oh wow in amsterdam and it was something that shocked me and i had my mold my ears i was prepared for it does that make sense here's i'll do i love this and it was kind of like a god moment it was a god moment i love this conversation watch because look how it all works together right believability works with preparation works with the bias for action right like the the most important believability is whether or not you believe in yourself Like, do you believe in like, and I, but I love that, right? Like you believed it enough. You, just in you case. believed it enough to just be like, you know what? I'm gonna pack my in-ears. You know I just never like, want to be the guy that was not ready for the moment. I mean, dude, what is that it's a quote that says that opportunity, something Rich Wilkerson says it all the time, that success, success happens when opportunity, opportunity meets, meets preparation. Preparation. Yeah. I say stay ready and got to get ready. I'm just playing, but like- Stay ready. <laughs> no, but like, look, look, look how that works, right? Like for me, there's a specific Bible that I teach from that I've got like, because I don't always travel with my iPad. Um, especially if I'm not preaching, right? Um, but like, I always travel with my Bible and my and my soap notebook, right? Um, and so, like, this Bible's got like six or seven sermon outlines in it, like taped in it, and I carry with it. And then, like, when when I get wherever we're gonna get, I just kind of like scan through it, like if I'm Ready at the hotel, whatever. And I'm like, okay, man, like I'm gonna go visit my friend's church today. I'm I'm just a civilian. I'm just I'm just in to receive, but just in case, or like if they ask me to like do a prayer moment, or like okay, and and I just I believe it. I believe in what we carry. I believe in what what God has called me to do enough to prepare, you know? And sometimes you don't prepare, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or you over-prepare and that's a good thing. That's not a waste, man. Like, cause a lot of times like, man, I prepared and I did all this and they didn't even use me. They didn't even call me. Okay, that's fine. You don't need anyone to call on you for you to believe who you believe you are, man. If you wait for the call, you're too late. Hello. To prepare. Hello. 
too too late. Come on, man. You're too you know, late. Um, I heard I heard this quote. It's it's an old Japanese quote, right? But it's like, man, I'm always gonna keep my shorts my, my my sword sharp, right? Even if I'm just a gardener, right? Because I'd rather be a gardener. Uh, I'd rather be a soldier in a garden, a garden uh, a soldier in a garden than a gardener at it, war. Oh. If Does that bring, make sense? But you, you bring it back to Jesus. Let's bring it back to Jesus. There's not one time you pray to the Lord and you feel like he's unprepared Hello. for your need. God, that's good, bro. That's you never meet, you never meet that good. from the Lord. Ever. That's very good. All right, so like, okay, so because like, we're, we're really leaning in a, a lot on preparation. So what does preparation look like, right? Like, I think to me, like not getting into like, hey, you got to go read, but, but like, like if we're just but talking, yes, we're talking to gen- gen- <laughs> yeah, for real, right? But to me, it's like, take yourself seriously. Mm. Take your time seriously. Take your relationships, your connections, your community seriously, right? Like, listen, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray this over you right now. I'm just gonna declare it by the Holy Spirit of God, right? Like, if you're not if you're not in the appropriate circle to maximize your potential and fuel your passion, I pray over the next couple of weeks that you get annoyed with your friends. I pray that you, you after you listen to this podcast and you go just have lunch or dinner, you're hanging out and you just that the Lord just takes scales off your eyes and and puts the right filters in your ears and gives you wisdom for you to listen to what's happening in the social circle you're in. And and, and if it's not fueling, feeding, or mm. pushing you forward, Come on. I, I pray that the Holy Spirit just causes you to be annoyed. Like, what, what am I doing here? Mm. Like, why am I here? Like, real talk, Felipe, that's what, cha- that like, when, when my life changed, that's how I started making steps forward. Like, I'd be around, like, I was around potheads and people who are alcoholics and, like, sex addicts. Like, when I look back, that's yeah. what it was because that's all we cared about. Right, and I remember being in those in, in in those moments, and just like, what am I what, what am I doing here? Yeah. Right, like that's the that's the story. of The prodigal, the prodigal came to himself, and he's in the pig pen. And I and I like, I'm not calling I'm not calling the places you go pig pig pens, right? But I am saying that you're not like those things, and I'm saying that there's a moment where you come to yourself, where you wake up and you say, hold on, wait, no, like why 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 am I living in this this low level thinking? You know, um, and you know, that makes me think of like, um, I mean, if you're going to be a person that values preparation, you are going to be a person who doesn't believe that you got it. Yeah, that's great. Like I, I got it. That's I'm good. Great. That's great. You have no Human, reason. Yeah. You have no reason to be this. What is it? You have no reason to be this confident. To be this confident. No reason. And you will not value preparation if you believe so much in your ability or your capacity or yeah. whatever. If you're there's, God's gift to creation, there's been something that you ain't going to prepare. There's been something that we've been playing with, me and you, like, and, and I'm, I'm praying about whether or not to do a, a culture night with it. But there's a thought that I think about. It's like, man, you're not that special. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not as special as you think you are. You're not. And you're probably not as good as you think you are. Oh. You're not for real, yeah. for real. Like, have you ever watched hard knocks on HBO? These guys who just have pure talent, but zero skill. Mm. And it's one thing oh. to be talented naturally, but it's another thing to be skillful intentionally. Yeah. Passion is a skill, mm-hmm. right? And all these guys, they've got the bodies for it. They've got the talent for it, but that they step and, and I'm, hard knocks is an, a show on NFL training camps, right? And they show for training camp and they're trying to walk on, they're trying to get signed, but then talent meets people who have talent and skill. And who, who are the guys who get cut? The guys who only had talent, but no passion, yeah. no, no ethic, mm-hmm. no skillful, no skillful development, yeah. you know? And so to me, it's just like, dude, like no offense and respectfully, but even the, in the NFL, like dime a dozen dime a dozen do you know how many six foot eight guys get cut every year 
you're not that special. You're not that special. But you know what is special? The passion God puts in you Oof. and the development. Yeah. Right? And if you want things to prosper in your life, the scripture says anything you set your hand to do, not anything that you wish in your heart, not anything that you manifest. Oh my yeah. God, don't get me started on that bull crap, right? Like just like, I manifested it. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? No, you did it. By you know, faith. Anyway, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm coming in hot, right? It's like, but look, look, look. But the scripture is not anything that you just daydream about. It's like whatever you put your hands to do. Mm-hmm. Go catch these hands, man. Yeah, Put the, yeah. like, like, look at the things in your life. Be like, what am I putting my hands to yeah, do? Yeah. What am I developing? What do I have a bias of action for? What am, what am I preparing for, right? Um, and all of that, again, fuels your authenticity, fuels your believability, and then it creates the biases for your action. You'll have the right energy if you have the right preparation. 100%. Mm-hmm. And 100%. Have, and then you'll be quick to, ur- to, be, ur- to be urgent. For example, like a, any, like a medical EMT, anybody, they're ready. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. They're ready. You, you're not, you're not going to struggle being in a, in a state of urgency for the things that matter to you Absolutely. if you feel prepared for it. Absolutely. Isn't it the worst thing to get asked to do something that you're not prepared Absolutely. for? Absolutely. Or that you haven't been conditioned and developed to do, oh. right? Like that's what a bias is, right? It's something that's been conditioned and developed. Um, I'm going to shout him out because he's in the room, but I love, I, I, I love, love, love army guys. Mm. I love guys who have, I love soldiers, bro. Oh my God. Because soldiers understand work ethics. Most great soldiers, right? They understand honor. They understand hierarchy. They understand hard work. They understand we're done when the job is done. You know what I'm saying? And so Frank Bachman is here. He's a, he's an army vet. How many years did you serve Frank? Six years in the army, right? And one of the things that I love about Frank. Thank you, bro. Yeah, thank you for your service, bro. We love you, man. Uh, One of the things that I love about Frank is that Frank always has this bias fraction. Hey, what are we doing? Let's go. Let's go. I'm here for it. Let's go. I'm here for it. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but that, I, I would venture to say that that was something that was conditioned, right? Like it was just like, oh, years and years of like, man, I, you just create yeah. this bias. Now here's the, the flip side to that. The same way you can have bias for action, you can, always have, you can also have bias for apathy. Ooh. Right? Like, um, what time did you get up? I got up at 11.40. Wow. We're stepping into the kitchen now, everybody. <laughs> for eleven, like, like for like, you're a millionaire. Like, you're independently wealthy. Do you have passive income? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. That's awesome. You know what's crazy? Like, uh, bro, here's what's crap, man. I'm shoot. I'm just no one's safe this, today. No one is, is safe just, today, bro. This is why they don't like, put us in a podcast, <laughs> no, bro. Dude, but it's like I woke up at 11:40 <laughs> in in the bed that my mom paid for in the house that I don't pay any rent. And I got up and I played Call of Duty. What? Wow. You know, you know it's like, Cruz, leave me alone. I'm 27. You need, need bias for action. <laughs> Cruz, leave me alone. I'm only 27, man. Yeah. I'm only, no, listen. No, man. That's, that, you know what that is? That's, that's, a, that's a life that lacks passion. Mm-hmm. That's un, you, you might be You might be feeling lost today. You might be feeling like, man, I don't know where to go, what direction to go. I feel like I'm in a place where I just feel like there's so many options. Um, you know, your, your purpose will give you passion. Absolutely. And it doesn't have to be a, a grand thing, right? Look, I came, I came for a lot. I stepped on a lot of toes, right? Why? Because I care. Not only do I care, I believe in you guys. Mm-hmm. Like I believe in who you're supposed to be and I believe in who you're becoming and I believe in what you're dreaming in. Like, dude, you're not crazy for dreaming what you're dreaming, right? So like Furtick said it this way. Pastor Stephen Furtick said this way. Man, dream big, but start small. Mm-hmm. Dream big, start small. Okay, where am I going to start? Get up. Jordan Peterson, I don't know if you guys follow Jordan Peterson. I yes. love Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson says this to young adults specifically. He I love says, that man. y'all want to change the world? Awesome. I believe you're world Make changers. Your bed in the he said, but go clean your room. 
Make your bed in the morning. He talks about taking care of your environment. Yeah. You know? If you can't own your environment, you can't own anything else. No way. Right? And so those are small places where you can go apply yeah. passion, right? I want, so, if you don't mind, I, yeah. I feel like we've touched on all of them. I want to talk about urgency. Let's go. Um, Let's go. What do you have to say about urgency? How do you how do you have passion in your urgency? Oh, how dude, you- I love it. I love it. Now, I have to be very careful because this this can become both a strength and a liability. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so you have to be careful with your with with your sense of urgency and not let it become anxious dri- driven yeah. by angst or fear. Oh yeah. Okay. They're separate completely. Yeah. Um, because there is a, there is an urgency and it becomes it. Yeah. There's, there's a sense of urgency that comes out of fear. I used to be very urgent. Um, man, this, this might be corny, but whatever. If you've ever watched the, the Broadway musical Hamilton. Okay. Which it's Multiple beautiful. Times. It's beautiful. Right. And so there's this whole piece and a big part of Alexander Hamilton's character in the play is this sense of, I feel like I'm running out of time. Mm. Right. And so I used to live probably, probably from my mid twenties to my late thirties, I would live a a fear-based urgency. Right. So a fear-based urgency says I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time, dude. I'm already 29. What am I doing with my life? I'm 31. What am I doing? Oh my, I can't. And and fear-based urgency will, 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 will create condemning statements like, I can't believe this is just where I'm at. It would actually make you give up on all the all the other attributes of passion. Mm. It will make you give up on your preparation. Mm-hmm. It'll make you lose your believability for what you want to mm-hmm. do. It'll mm-hmm. make you lose your bias for action. Yeah. Why am I even going to try to do it? Yeah. It's going to fail either or, way. Or the flip side, it makes you become disauthentic. It makes you compromise who you are. Fear-based urgency. Or you make we'll, decisions we'll make out you, of in, right outside we'll, of integrity. Absolutely, you breach your integrity because you're you're you you have this fear and this need to like I have to be able to say I've arrived. FOMO. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Right. Um, so now that I'm walking in a little bit more maturity, um, I'm a little bit older. I'm learning my, I'm learning my pace. I'm learning my rhythm. Um, my father shared this with me on my fortieth birthday. Um, my dad went to which heaven. was barely yesterday, by the way. So. <laughs> Man, like you know, I, I, I honestly, I wear, I wear my age as a pro, as like I'm, I'm proud, I'm proud of my age, man. I'm proud of, um, I'm, I'm you know, I'm grown and sexy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Let's go. <laughs> like, dude, like, like for real, bro. I'm, I'm grateful for the age that I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying this decade of my life. Um, and and uh, this is gonna sound sappy and and right. I'm a ham for it, but like, I, I mean this with all my sincerity. Like, um. Prime culture has brought so much joy mm. to this age of this, this, this point of my life. Yeah. Same. Um, because like in my thirties, I was barely still in discovery. Right. And when I've hit my forties, um, I'm, 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 I'm sensing myself going from discovery. I'm pretty confident who I am. Um, and I'm going into mastery, right. I'm really mastering the things that I'm, 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 that I'm built for. And in that I'm learning how to teach it. Mm. Does that yeah. make sense? Um, and so I'm learning. I'm learning how to teach my manhood. I'm learning how to teach my husbandry. I'm learning how to how to teach my fatherhood, my leadership, yeah. um, because of my age and, and experience. Right. So anyway, tell us what your dad told so, you. So, so my dad. My dad. I was born four days after my dad's fiftieth birthday. All right. You do uh, the math. <laughs> and so uh, your my dad, dad got my, game. Dude, my dad got game, son. My mom was. My mom is twenty two years younger than him. Right. Yeah. And I have a younger sister that's three years younger than me. So you do that. You do that. Math, do right. That. Like dirty old man. Um, and so <laughs> anyway, um, on my 40th birthday, my dad calls me and he says, son, happy birthday. I'm so proud of you, which, you know, he, he was 90 at the time. Right. It, he had just turned 90. When I turned 40, he had just turned 90. 
Um, and, and he said, listen, I just want to share this with you. One of the mistakes I made when I turned 40 was I allowed people around me and I allowed the culture because back then 40 was, you know, like, that's it. You're going to live to 71. So you're over the hill is what yep. they called it back then. Right. And he said, I, I allowed society to convince me that I was over the hill. Mm. Right. And here's what's crazy. When I was um, preparing for my, I'm not trying to make it dark. Like my dad's, my dad's home going service was beautiful. It was one of the greatest honors of my life to be able to officiate my dad's funeral and all that. But as I was going through, through photos, bro, like I would, I would find photos and I would ask my mom, like, how old is dad in this picture? And he's like, oh, he, she's like, oh, he's 41. And I'm like, dude, why does he look like he's 65? He looks so much older, which oh, is crazy. Wow. Like mentality and all of that, like, like really does impact, you know? Um, anyway, he, but he said, look, don't believe that lie. Okay. He says today at 40, don't believe that lie because if you get to live and I believe you will, as long as I have, he said, you have more life ahead of you than you've you. lived at 40. That's beautiful. And then he says, so not only are, are you not over the hill, he said, you haven't even started to climb. Mm. Bro, even now I get a little emotional because like I would live with that, bro, bro. Like, like, like you combine ambition with a little bit of, of capacity um, and then you grow up poor. And so you feel like I had, there's all this pressure, like I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to. And I would live this fear-based urgency all the yeah. time. Now, now the Lord has brought me this incredible peace, man. And like, he's made my heart tender. He's made my spirit calm and he's made my mind confident. Mm. And in that, I fear-based fear -based urgency, urgency will say, I have to prove them. I have to prove to them. I have to prove to them. I have to prove it. Flip that over to passion-driven urgency. My fear would say I have a lot to prove. My passion now says I have nothing to prove, but I have a lot to provide. So my, ur I'm sorry, man. My urgency is not so much I'm running out of time. My urgency is, man, I want to do as much as I can for the person that's in front of me right now. That's where my urgency comes from. You have a cause. I, like, my urgency says, man, like this 22 year old who just needs, who just needs direction. And this 20 year old who just, man, like I have an urgency. I want to help you. I want to help you get further faster. That's where yeah. that comes from. Right. Um, and so I'm my bad, bro. You're good. This is oh beautiful. God, I love like, it. Oh man. Um, my, my urgency comes from, um, I want you to enjoy life and live live in these years that it took me till I was 40. I, I think you can live them when you're 28. Mm -hmm. I think you can live them in the first year of your marriage. I think you can live them before you get the big salary and before you get the big job. I, I think you can live that way, I do. And so my, to me now, my passion, my, the, the urgency that's driven by passion is, man, I'm not doing this to prove anything, but I know I have a lot to provide. Yeah, I know I, I know what I bring to the table, yeah. you know? And so I've got nothing to prove, but I've got a lot to provide. And if I'm given the opportunity, man, like anytime I'm given the opportunity, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, this about me, Felipe, mm -hmm. I'm going to give everything. I'm going to give you everything. That's where my urgency, my yeah. sense of urgency comes from, that's a, you know, that's a beautiful and healthy place for urgency to be at. You have a cause, you have a reason to get up in the morning. You have a reason to prepare. You have a reason to, to have energy about you. You have a reason to say, do what you said you were going to do. I love it. This has just been incredible. And by the way, anytime you and I talk, you always we always end up in tears. <laughs> so I love that. This is our first one. Yeah. But it won't be the last one. I love it. I love it. Be passionate it. people. Yeah. 
be passionate people. Let your passion be seen in your preparation and your sense of urgency and your believability, your authenticity, the energy you bring. Yeah. And you if know, you're a part of this culture, arrive early, stay, stay late, late, get involved. Amen. Amen. I love you, bro. Love you. Hey, love you guys. Make sure you're uh, living with your passion, man. I love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. That was a good talk. Yeah. Peace. Love you.